Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we are talking about voice devices. How does Siri hear me and say, hey Siri, if it isn't constantly listening to my conversations? How about we start with an example? Imagine you are sleeping and the only thing that can wake you up is your alarm clock. Okay. Now, there might be, you know, people in the same room talking when you're sleeping and you can hear them, but you don't really wake up from it. You know, your brain does not register what they're saying, right? But suddenly your alarm rings and you wake up. And now, despite the fact that other people talk just like they did before, uh, you can hear them and also know what they're talking about. And so Siri works on a pretty similar principle here. It has two processors, a small specialized one that acts just like an alarm clock and then a more complex one that can actually understand you. Uh, the alarm clock doesn't understand anything except for, hey Siri, at which point it rings the alarm, wakes up the more complex processor to hear everything else. Now there's a privacy reason for this, which is I think the reason why the question comes up a lot. But there's also a practical reasons around power and battery design for this, I suppose. Totally. The small processor core is a pretty low power uh, core. Uh, and this mode hears everything you say, but it only understands the word Hey Siri and also doesn't take much battery power at all. But once Hey Siri is triggered, then the second listening mode is activated, which uses a lot more CPU and power to use and also transmit that data. We've been using Siri as the example, but it's not just Siri. There are a number of voice assistants out there. But one curious fact is that they all seem to use three syllables. You've got Hey Siri, Alexa, you've got Hey Google, now we might have set off a bunch of devices, I'm sorry. <laughs> but why is it a couple syllables as opposed to just hello? Yeah, that's a great observation. You know, it's all about balance here. The shorter the phrase, the higher chance of false positives. And the voice assistant might be responding all the time to things it just should not be. If you make the phrase too long, then it's going to be more accurate, but it will also be less convenient for people, right? So my guess is that they basically do a, did a whole bunch of research and independently found that three syllables is in that happy middle zone, both to avoid any false positives, but also make the phrase short enough that people will actually want to use it. Now, all of these voice services have synthesized voices that sound quite human-like. How are they actually made? Oh, there's actually several ways this is currently being done. One way is that a large amount of audio can basically be recorded by a single speaker. And then it's chopped up into a lot of tiny bits and then put back together in all sorts of different combinations. And a lot of older systems like this would use uh, something called phonemes. Phonemes are the basic sounds of speech, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phonemes are like the S sound combined with the E sound to make the word C. This was uh, unnatural, though, because there's always some mismatch at the start and the end of the sounds. You know, by cutting the recordings into all these small pieces, the speech can be made more natural sounding when it is put back together. Uh, but also this process of cutting up the recordings takes a whole lot of time, although it can be sped up by using machine learning now and speech recognition techniques with some human intervention. And generally, folks have needed about six hours of quality recordings, including all possible sound combinations, multiple times to make a brand new voice. Uh, getting less than six hours could work, but actually six to 12 hours would probably give the best results. Early versions didn't have the computing power to process all this data, though. 
Yeah, yeah. There are also other ways of producing speech that involve, you know, mathematical models of the human speech system. This is how some of the earliest computer speech was produced in all the way back in the 70s, 80s. But they were less natural sounding. You kind of think of it like the speech synthesizer that Stephen Hawking used. I see. Now, today, there have been much more modern and recent AI and machine learning generated voices that use neural networks and other very complicated deep learning techniques to basically generate the speech sounds. Uh, that's also what you get with Alexa, Google, and Siri. And a final interesting story, didn't they say that one of the guys who is the voice of Siri didn't even know that his voice was going to be used? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there are actually several different uh, accents and voices you can give Siri, and the male... The voice of the male UK Siri, John Briggs, did not know he was the voice of Siri until he recognized his own voice in an iPhone 4S commercial. That's because uh, all of Siri's spoken lines had been sold to an agency six years prior, which Apple just ended up licensing. You know, apparently this is a pretty common practice in the voice acting business. The story goes that after he recognized his voice, Briggs suddenly received a call from an Apple representative who told him not to talk about Siri or his involvement with iPhone 4S. Interesting. Thanks, Kevin. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you've got comments and suggestions for us. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating. It only takes two minutes, and it really helps for other people to discover our podcast. As always, thanks to the community at r slash explain like I'm five, and we will see you all next week.